Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming Chinese equine market, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Wen Li from Shanghai and Beijing, introducing China to the world. Good morning. You wouldn't believe that Beijing dropped the temperature so quickly that you can feel two seasons in one day. I took out my trench coat already. Well, thank God, major equestrian competitions are coming to a season finale in Beijing, so riders and horses will not suffer too much outdoor. Let's tell our listeners what do we have for today's China news. On the first and the second of October, the fifteenth Hungarian National Gallop was held in Budapest, and Miss Smenszalem Linzixin joined the race, and she is the fifth Chinese rider to take part in the Hungarian National Race. The National Gallop is the grandest of festivals on the grandest of scales. The race is located in the center of the capital, Hero Square. Since its first running in 2008, five Chinese jockeys have participated in, and three of them became the winners. Exactly, this is very tough race to win as it only lasts about 1,100 meters and has very short straights. I led the Chinese team in 2017 to compete in this race, and I could still remember hooves are pounding, dirt is flying, the crowd cheering, and most importantly, in that year, Chinese jockey Butterbyer took home the winning trophy. How wonderful to see more Chinese riders can show their muscles overseas, and China Horse Industry Association plans to send jockeys to the next edition of Hungarian National Gallop. Now, in our China Club session, we'll bring you to the Joy Pony Qile Ma Shu, which was founded in 2019 in Guangzhou City, Guangdong Province. According to the club, it has more than 20 franchise clubs in Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Changsha, etc., with combined tens of thousands of consumers. The club is a member of the Chinese Question Association and has combined efforts of the CEA and Wuhan Business University. To develop its own teaching system, in the meantime, it introduced Australian Pony Club teaching and grading system to ensure the club's authority, internationalism, and professionalism. Joy Pony also announced Equestrian Lifer and 2022 Masterclass training programs to better serve its clients. Now it's time for our China story. So I invite my very good friend Miss Li Shuang today, and、uh, Li Shuang, thank you for joining us. Um, hi everyone. This is Shuang. I just introduced her, and but I would like her to introduce briefly introduce her herself, and、uh, how did you enter the equine industry? Okay. Ah,、uh, many people would see me on the weekends. I work in full time at several horse shows as an independent judge, meaning I don't belong to. Any stables or clubs. I mainly work with show jumping, sometimes dressage, and I also had organized a few racing. Normally, you'd see me running here and there in the arena, assisting the course. Also, sometimes you'd see me staying around the warm-up arena as a steward. And recently, I began to take jobs as live commentator as well. So the rest of the time, I'm a freelancer. Since I'm capable of doing several different kinds of jobs with different skills, it's very hard for me to take just one occupation because my curiosity and personality. Yeah,、um, cool. cool. Yeah,、uh, I'm an 11 years amateur rider and six years of horse show professional, I would call it. As、so、of how I ended up with the horse industry, in a nutshell, back in 2015, I came back to China from the U.S. Worked full time as a show manager in international affairs at BTEA. Should I explain BTEAs? <laughs> 
Yeah, you should explain that to the viewers and the listeners. Okay, BTA stands for Beijing Tariff and Equestrian Association. So after this job, I went back to school, finished my master degree, and then returned back again to equine industry as self-employed till the present. Good. So BTA is a very important、uh, equestrian association in China,、mm-hmm. and they has a large member in any、uh, province. And、uh, the second question I would I would like to ask:、uh, You have a joint MBA degree from Peking University and、uh, University College London UCL, yet you now actively As you said, participate in equestrian technical delegate, especially in course design and commentary. How's that? Right.、Um, I haven't met anyone with an MBA degree and had coming back from overseas, but working as an equine professional yet is quite unusual because you can't make big money here. Nothing compares to the tuition all over those years it has been. You can't even tag yourself with any big name companies when parents or friends ask you. So a case like mine, I should have taken a job in consulting finance or internet companies or at least bigger enterprises like most MBA graduates would. There's also, in other cases, adventurers went on、uh, entrepreneurship, which for me seems more attractive, but very risky. So B school would encourage us to take on that step in general. But in my case, equine industry is very underdeveloped here. We all know. So rationally, I took a step back from being an entrepreneur. Here we got freelance as an occupation.、Uh, it has unstable income, but it has much lower risk and much higher flexibility. It allows me to slow down my pace and look at where I'm going. And in terms of course design and commentary, like、uh, you may know or not, in mature markets like China, ordinary people get to know about equestrians through freestyling and commentator on live broadcast. Live commentary is, in my opinion, a very valuable work, meaningful and critical, because people can be bored watching a horse show as they don't understand what's going on. There's also no superstars that everyone knows, not a rider, not a horse. It's still a very small social circle. People who know and ride horses at this point. On the other hand, horse design probably is the most interesting job if you are a member of the ground jury. In my opinion, it requires deep knowledge of show jumping, the rules, the horse's ability, the arena condition, even sometimes the organization details. A good course could help riders and horses to excel to a higher level. That's why I love it, and I think it's also very important. Yeah, interesting because I myself have been commentating on the horse racing for well half a decade, more than half a decade. I know yeah, how I important. Know <laughs> yeah, I understand how an on-course commentator can be very critical, very vital, essential to the horse competitions as well、mm-hmm. as well as racing on the track. And、exactly. uh, as you said, why in PKU? What is the reaction or Perception of horse riding from your fellow classmates. That's a very interesting question because 99% of my classmates had no idea, like zero idea of equine industry. All of them knows about horses, but almost no one know anything about riding. We particularly British riding. So every time I introduce myself and my career, I get 100% attention because nobody does that. Um, so I had to explain from the scratch how this industry work, from horse breeding, training, salary, stable management, competition, all the way to international cooperation. As you see, there's a huge gap between my fellow classmates back in the U.S. or in the U.K. from those who are in China. And here's my story. Horses were not part of my life until I left my homeland and went to college in the United States. My riding license started there as a、um, student athlete. 
I competed under the IHSA and USHAA, which is an intercollegiate horse show association and the US Hunter Jumper Association <laughs> throughout oh. my college years. And my college barn taught me how to ride, how to take good care of horses and stable management, how to host a horse show and such. That pretty much formed my knowledge of the world of horse and what defines a good rider or stable show from the bad ones. And that had thorough impact later on my career, even though my academic discipline was nothing related to the horse. So after graduation, I picked up another job, quickly promoted to managerial level, but wasn't enjoyed so much. So 2015, I returned back to China to look for something more exciting. And one day, I wandered around the Chaoyang Park near my apartment. I watched a game that was the Longines FEI World Cup China League. I was totally shocked. I was shocked by what I saw, by how many people are actually seriously riding horses here in China. Turns out that was the sports weren't officially introduced to China until 2011. And when the first ever FEI event launched in Beijing, equestrian was still belong to a very small population. So after a serious thought consideration, I postponed my consulting career, turned down an offer with a much higher pay, and decided to try something new, but something I liked very much. And after that, working in the industry actually intensely for two years, um, it gave me a deep understanding of this emerging market. Also, many things I saw, and I believe we could do a lot better. I just couldn't stop reflecting everything I learned in the uh, classroom during my MBA studies back to the equine industry. That was when I realized that I care and love it so much to a point that I wanted to do more. I don't want to do anything else. So after graduation from B school, I made my mind of keep doing um, what's related to the horses. And many of my fellow MBA classmates are still finding their way out in terms of work-life balance and how to be happy after a long, weary office day. I am not because <laughs> I'm happy when I see a horse. In that way, I'm very lucky. I'm lucky enough to find an industry that I really care uh, and an in industry that had just started rolling and I want to jump onto this car and spend most of my time time on. Sometimes I'd uh, rather invest myself in long term and I'm okay with opportunity cost. Great. Uh, I understand that how people or whole general public or amateurs can hear about horses and then just very curious and for the show jumping, for the dressage, for the eventing, they would like to know how the disciplines are organized. But for me, for the horse racing commentator, when they heard about horse or horse racing, they turned a very surprising U-turn towards, wow, that's about horse fighting, isn't it? I said, no, not necessarily. You just love the sport, uh, the thundering, the sound, the uh, hoof is pounding, dirt is flying, and that sort of thing. Just the, the true passion, the pure adrenaline about the sport. Nothing has to do about uh, the, the betting. Which yeah. well could through a few interesting elements into the sport, but not not any certain part of it. Cool, and we just uh, we just want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yes, just for the love of it, for the fun of the sport, and uh, as you always say, that competitions push the industry. And uh, mm -hmm. how do you draw such a conclusion? Because yeah, I do competitions uh, like the horse show organizations a lot over these years. I always see competitions are like a show stage. Um, it's a metaphor and it, it's, it's an easier way for people to see it. Think when we go to Broadway, when we go to Chicago, we look at actors and actresses. What do they wear and say? We also look at storyline, how it is 
how is it be presented to the audience? We look at the stage, how is the setting being made and drawn, the lightings, the props. We listen to the sound, what kind of music they made, whether there is a live orchestra by the stage. We also look at the program in our hands, how many backstage people involved in there, where the actors or actress graduated were coming from, when is the next show and how is the show season is planned out and all this, right? And walking out of the theater, we may take out the cash and pay for the next show ticket. And all this is not only a show, it reflects on an invisible but very powerful industry chain. All the productions, all the presentations, all people see there's a lot behind it. So the same way, a rider, a gear, horses, sponsored jumps, advertising boards, live broadcasts, media reports, show schedule tickets, audiences on and offline, and social network steering up economic around the show arena. Not only the competition level reflects how industry is developed in this particular area, but also how many participants, both riders and horses, and how many professionals are involved in a show. All this pushes the industry to become better and better over time. Exactly. That's what a competition pushed the industry forward and boosted the mm-hmm. industry. Because the, I remember the first time I watched uh, Uncle's such show, it was really, really difficult for me to understand what they were right. doing. That right. was very Dressage difficult to understand. The, yeah, such yeah. the most difficult one. Because if you it. have watched yeah. the dressage competition from a TV set and you know it was a perfect line, but if you but if you're watching or you you're going to watch the dressage on course and you are on the same level, ground level from the riders and the horses, it would be very difficult for you to work out how they work the lines. It's very difficult. It's, it's, too, it's too technical for ordinary people to watch it. They don't yes, know what's going on. And, exactly. And, but and why this horse is, you know, gets it, much uh, higher points, points than the other ones. Than the other ones yeah. Yes. And uh, for the show jumping, they know well, they, you knock it out a pell, you lose four points, etc. Eventing, if, if you fail, definitely will be disqualified, eliminated from, yeah. the, race, for, yeah, from yeah. the competition. But for the size, it will be difficult. So we'll rely on the commentary and we'll rely on the competition organizers. And the to, settings. Yeah, the settings of the competition, everything you see exactly. in, on the TV, it's work, it's production, it's people behind it. Yes, you have to make a better pitch so people will buy what you're going to sell. Yep. Great. Dear viewer, that is my very good friend, Shanley, and uh, what she thought about the industry and the battle career. And she is writing, starting the course design and uh, equestrian commentary. So thank you very much for your time. I know you're super busy and uh, I'll get back to you. Sure. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Anytime. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. Please leave a comment wherever you listen to this podcast as your feedback is how we can make it better. We just had our monthly China Horse Business Live and the next one is coming. Yes, the next webinar will take place on the 7th of November from 9am to 10am CST. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This podcast is co-hosted by Zoe King and Wen Li, powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equation community in China.